Good morning, good morning. Breakfast is sponsored by Yossi Mazig in honor of his son. And uh, also is as a rifuash and uh, uh, wish for a, uh, a healthy procedure with Shoshana Bat Hana. The Pasuk says, after Hashem called to Moshe, Vaidaber Hashem Elav, Hashem spoke to him, Meoel Moed Lemor. From the oil moed, from the mishkan, lemor to saying. So I want to just focus on one thing. Rashi says, on the words lemor, Rashi says something very interesting. Rashi says, Go out and say to them, Divrei kibushim. Bishvilchem unidbar imi. Anyone know what divrei kibushim means? What does kibush mean? To conquer. Kibush means to conquer. So words which conquer. Bishvilchem, because of you, unidbarimi, Hashem is speaking with me. It's your zechut. In your merit, Hashem speaks to me. So the Sifarim ask, one second. Rashi seems to be saying something contradictory. First he says, go out and tell them, divre kibushim, words that will conquer them, which sounds like it's very strong. And then it says, bishvilchem unidbarimi, because of you, he's speaking to me. So, the question is actually magnified from the Gemara in Ta'anit. The Gemara says in Ta'anit, on Daftet Vav, the, brings the Mishnah, that uh, when someone says, Kasher yeshna atzirat when there's, a, when there's a, a drought and there's not enough rain, the Gemara says, the Mishnah says, excuse me, they take the bima out from the synagogue and they bring it into the middle of the street. And they put sackcloth and ashes on all of the people. And the, the most learned, the biggest tzaddik amongst them. He says in front of them, same word, words that conquer. And what does the Gemara continue to say? What are these words that, that conquer? When the people of Nineveh were supposed to be destroyed, it doesn't say, God saw their sackcloth, God saw their fasting. It doesn't say that. Rather, God saw their deeds, that they had returned from their evil ways. You see clearly that he's using these divre kibushim, not as words that are nice, but as words that effectively are words of Musar, they're harsh. Don't come to me with your sackcloth, with your ashes, with your fasting. You know, that's not the main thing over here. You know what you really need to do? You need to, you need to be able to do teshuvah. So you see that the word divrei kibushin, which the Mishnah uses, it means something which is musar. So what is the musar in these words that Hashem says to Moshe when he speaks in the oil moed? Go tell the Jewish people words that will conquer them. These harsh words that because of you God is speaking to me. So I want to give you first the answer to Hatam Sofer and then share with you an answer that I was thinking the other day that really I think resonates with me and carries within a very deep lesson. But first the words of the holy Hatam Sofer. The Hatam Sofer says, if you look in Rashi earlier, Rashi tells us something which makes us understand these words in the context of not just words that are nice, oh it's your merit, it's in your zakhut that I'm... Uh, I'm getting the nivu'ah, but actually carry within them a bit of a sting, a bit of a sucker punch. It sounds nice, but there's, there's, it's laden with, uh, um, what's it called, with a, a little bit of a rebuke. 
Rashi tells us earlier that when God would speak to Moshe Rabbeinu, Rashi says that the voice of God, when God spoke to Moshe in the oil moed, the voice would carry until the door of the oil moed. Outside of the oil moed, you couldn't hear anything. So who hears God's voice? Only Moshe in the oil moed. Or anyone else who's in the oil moed. If you stood outside the oil moed, you put your ear like this, you wouldn't hear anything. Maybe you'll think that the voice of God is very soft. Rashi continues on and says, This voice that we're talking about is the voice that's expressed in Tehillim that we say Friday night. The voice of God is powerful. It's glorious. It breaks cedar trees. So the voice of God was thundering in the Ohel Moed. It was power in the Ohel Moed. But came the door of the Ohel Moed, chalas. You couldn't hear one word. The ultimate soundproofing. Okay? So if this is the voice of God, it doesn't go out of the, of the Ohel Moed, says the Hatam Sofer, what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying to the Jewish people is, words of Kibushim. On the first, on the, when they first hear it, it sounds like he's complimenting them. Oh, you know, uh, all the Hashem speaks to me is because of you. And by the way, it's true. Like the Pasuk says, when the Jewish people sin with the golden calf, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Lech red, go down off the mountain. Because your people have corrupted their ways. God is drawing a parallel, a, a, a coalescence between Moshe Rabbeinu and his nivuah and the Jewish people's spiritual stature. If they've dropped their level, then their navi also loses his communicative power with God, because he's there for their sake. But there carries within it this rebuke that what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is, up until you sinned, because of you, only with me. It used to be that when God would speak to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Jewish people could hear what Hashem's saying too, because it wasn't contained in the oil moed. Moshe says, God changed his modality of communication with me to this one, and now who hears him? Only me. Because of you, because of your deeds, he only speaks with me. Maybe do teshuvah. Maybe we could return back to the way it was before at Har Sinai when God spoke to me, but everyone else in the world could hear. That is the opinion and the idea and the explanation of the Hatam Sofer. But I would like to suggest. An alternate explanation. Bishut Muri Avi. These words, Bishvilchem Hunidbar Imi, they ring a bell in my head. There's another place where we have a statement that sounds just like this statement. Bishvilchem, because of you, Hunidbar Imi. I am what I am because of you. We discussed it a few weeks ago in the parasha. I don't know if anyone remembers. Words that conquer, but that conquer somebody's heart. When the women came to donate the marot at Sovot, they came to donate their mirrors from Egypt. Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, I don't want these mirrors. They were used by the women to arouse and to, ex and to excite and to convince their husbands to be with them intimately in Egypt. Because the men said, why should we be with our wives? Why should we have children? The children that we have, they're killing, they're throwing in the river, they're sticking in the walls instead of bricks. 
Why should we have children? They'd given up hope. And their wives would hold up the marot at Suvot. They'd come back from work exhausted and their wives would say, look. And they would stand in the mirrors with their husbands and they would excite them and ensure that they would get together with them. What did they say, says the Midrash, to their husbands as they stood in those mirrors? They said, listen to the words, Ani na'e mimcha. Literally translated, it means, I am more beautiful than you. But how in the world does that make their husband decide that they want to be with their wife? Ani na'e mimcha is the same words that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying here. Bishvilchem unitbarimi. You look at me and you see that I'm the Navi, but why am I the Navi? I'm only the Navi because of you. Because God wants to communicate with you. She says the same thing to her husband. Look at me. Look at how beautiful I am. Do you know what makes me beautiful? Your sacrifice. You come home all beaten up, bruised and bloody. But you work all day for our family. Our beauty, everything that this family is, is because of you and your sacrifices. That built up in her husband a hope, built up in her husband a sense of confidence that would allow him to defy the odds of bringing children into a cruel world that was full of Egyptian taskmasters. The same thing is true in the story of Nineveh that we brought with regards to the question. The Zaken would go outside and the people are starving. It's a time of famine. There's no rain and everyone is broken. And the Zaken would stand up and he would say to them, Divrei Kibushim, words that would conquer. What would the words conquer? They would conquer the hearts of the people. Hashem doesn't need your sakim. He doesn't need your ta'aniyot. He doesn't need your fasts. He doesn't need your sackcloth and ashes. He doesn't need you to be depressed. He doesn't need you to be broken. He just needs your teshuvah. And those words would penetrate the hearts of the people who would understand that it wasn't about torturing themselves. It wasn't about beating themselves up. It was about motivating themselves to do something that maybe that they thought that they couldn't do, that they were inappropriate for. And that is the path of teshuvah. So too Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu looks at the people and he sees them and he understands that the people want to get close to God. But you know what? They made a mistake. They made the mistake of the Egel. The Mishkan came to be a kapara for the Egel. So Moshe communicates and says to them, you think that you did well. You are, you are all people of sins and you are people who are terrible. And the only spiritual person in the room is me. Because look at me. I'm connecting with God. I'm still welcome in the oil moed. I still hear Hashem's voice. Don't you understand? He speaks to me for you. So if you think that God's cut you off because you draw a parallel and you look at the Sadiq and you say, look at how spiritual he is and look at how far I am. Don't you understand that the Sadiq's level, Moshe Rabbeinu's nevuah, is because God still wants you, the people. And that's why he's connecting with the Sadiq. And that's why he gives the Sadiq. If a person hears that, then their words, then their heart is conquered. There's a song that we sing. It goes, Ozreni el Hai. Ozreni el Hai. Right? Beautiful song. Ozreni el Hai. And in that song, there's a beautiful line. It goes, Sod, Sod Yeminecha Hapishuta. What does this mean, Sod Yeminecha Hapishuta? What does that mean? Do you remember the words? Sod yeminecha abeshuta lekabel et nefesh hamitaharetah. What does that mean? 
the secret God of your right hand that is outstretched. What do you mean is the secret of your right hand? What's the secret? What the answer is, the right hand of God. God does not have a right hand. But which, what do we mean when we talk about God's right hand? You mean Amonai Romema. You mean Amonai Osachayel. The strength, when God does something with strength, what does He use? So to speak, He uses His right hand. The secret is that when you sin and you think that you are far and that God is far from you, you know what the secret is? It's God's right hand. He reaches out with strength to us. To return, to receive the soul of he who has regret. A lot of times we deny or we minimize the things that we do wrong because we feel so guilty about them that we can't deal with them in their fullness and we try and mitigate them and we try and say it wasn't my fault it's not my problem that I yelled it's really the guy who was instigating own it don't worry HaKadosh Baruch Hu's got it it's fine it doesn't matter it's okay and Be'ezrat Hashem when we can own our sins and then find a way a path to Teshuvah L'Kabil Nefesh HaMetharita we recognize that God reaches out with His right hand and the Jewish people were capable of coming to the Ohel Moed to bring their sacrifices and to come close and reconcile once again with Avinu Sheba our Father in Heaven. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve